Hello, beautiful tribe. This podcast is sponsored by Uvita. Thousands of years ago, before modern medicine proved scientific evidence for mind and body connection, the sages of India developed Ayurveda, which continues to be one of the most sophisticated, powerful mind and body health systems up to date. And I can begin to tell you, tribe, that it's about putting the power back in your hands. And the company that's helping you do that is Uvita. I've been on Uvita for a couple months now so that I can have a healthy gut and be able to clear my gut and be able to have the best digestive system that I can have. Because healing your gut allows the body to build a stronger immune system and produce the right kind of bacteria that tells your brain that it's okay to feel good. And as, as everyone knows, I'm the shaman who likes to stay lit and make sure the tribe is lit all day long. And so it's important for us to feel good in our bodies. And it's important for us to live a very healthy life. Ayurveda is a company that is doing that. They are utilizing the knowledge and understanding of Ayurveda in their company, wild harvested and organically grown herbs that they synergistically create in an Ayurvedic way to be able to give you what you need for your body to sustain health, wellness, and vitality. Everything that they have in their company is based in integrity, ethically sourced from natives who practice sustainability. And I can't begin to tell you how happy I am to share this with you and to have them be one of the sponsors for Ancient Wisdom Today podcast. Their products offer everything from immunity to healthy joints and to healthy mood and healthy digestion and a healthy body. What more can you ask for from a company that is bringing Ayurvedic understanding to the Western world in a way that is supporting us and lifting us and shifting us into the greater possibilities of who we are? So I welcome you to experience Uvita. You can even contact them by going to their website, which is www.uvita.com. And you make your first order, type in the word shaman, which is their code for the Ancient Wisdom Today podcast tribe. And you will get 35% off on your order for your first order of Uvita. But I'm telling you, the moment you start taking this product, you're going to see dramatic change in your body and the way you feel. And that is the best. And as the tribe knows, I'm all about putting the power back in your hands. So go ahead and check out Uvita and use my code SHAMAN. And until then, live healthy always and every day in your life. Love you. Human beings have been sharing stories for hundreds of thousands of years. And with those stories came the emotional, spiritual, and physical knowledge of the ancients. Shaman Durek is a sixth-generation shaman, an evolutionary innovator, and a women's empowerment leader. He's here to bring forth the ancient wisdom of our elders to help heal and bring happiness into our modern society. We're sharing ancient knowledge in modern times in order to put the power back in people's hands. Welcome to the tribe. Hello, tribe, and welcome to Ancient Wisdom Today podcast. And I'm Shaman Dirk, and I love you. I just don't love you. I love you unconditionally. I love everything about you because you're my family. You're the tribe. We're a part of each other in this life and other lifetimes. If you're here listening to this, that's because we're connected in some way. And it's important for us to know that we're connected, that I'm just not some person talking to you and sharing information with you, that we're a part of each other and we've come to learn and grow and share and lift and shift with each other.
so that we all can be leaders and leave legacy on this planet, right? That we get to actually leave light on this planet, which is so important and so necessary. I, I want you to know that, you know, where we are right now in our evolution, this is a really opportune time for us to be able to accelerate consciousness in such a huge way. With the diversification that's happening right now, with all of the different energies that are literally bouncing off of each other from these dualistic standpoints and from ideas and beliefs and all of these things, and, and the chaos level is going really, really, really high. But with all of that chaos level going high, there is a resonant frequency that never changes and never moves from its position. And that's unconditional love. And that frequency is letting the storm, right? It's the eye of the storm and it's letting all that stuff go around it, right? And then basically what happens is you get into this place where you see that all of these things are happening to stir up the pot. Sometimes you got to stir the pot to get the stuff that's on the bottom, you know? And you got to get it, got it, you got to get in there, right? You got to go down to the to the bottom of the basin and and, and dig and, and scrape at the bottom to get all that send and all that stuff to come up so that we can resolve it and we can bring it in through a place of love and acceptance and nurturing and healing and observation for the purpose of nurturing and healing. And that's a beautiful thing when you think about it because at that point, we're literally creating an exchange of energy that is dynamically shifting the frequency to being one that's in accord to the greater understanding of us and our universe and everything that we're experiencing in the here and now. So in shamanism, there is the understanding of tribal culture, right? And within the tribal culture, the tribe is living and surviving within that mainframe of everyone doing what they need to do in order to make the tribe survive. However, each person in the tribe is honoring their position as they are in that tribe to support each person in that tribe so that the tribe thrives and continues to adapt and be able to maintain itself here on earth. If any one of those people within that tribe forgets who they are or doesn't fulfill the task that they do for the tribe to bring it and to keep it in a place of sustenance, abundance, and being able to maintain and persevere in that sustainable way, literally the tribe will fall apart. And so the act of the shaman is to be able to see and maintain the understanding of each tribal member to see and always be in that place of authenticity with themselves so that they are also in authenticity with the whole entire structure that is the tribe. Where we are today is not very different from the tribal culture. The only difference is, is that what we have to understand is that the tribe isn't just surviving. The tribe is also creating a value for its entire ecosystem and the ecosystem that exists outside of the tribe. So as the tribe nurtures itself and gives what it needs to each other so that each person is able to function and to maintain and to sustain themselves, 
at the level that they need in order for the tribe to be at its highest level. It is also creating a vast resource of balance within the natural kingdom that they are exposed to and being a part of in relationship of by being a part of that tribe. So that means that wherever you are in life, wherever city you live in, whatever country you live in, whatever house you live in, whatever your neighbor, whoever your neighbors are, just you being you and the things that you do is having an effect not only on the natural environment around you, but it's also having effect in your environment, in your city, in your country, in the globe, and in throughout the universe. Yeah. So that means you're pretty important, don't you think? I'd say so. And I know so. And I claim that it's so. That you are very important. That being said, because you're so important, it is important for you to see the value of your being and how it relates to everything that you're experiencing in your environment such as life forms, you have animals, you have other people around you, you have plants, you have people outside of the the home or the structure and where you are and where you reside, and including your city and place where you live. Even if it's a vast place that you're living where it's stretched out, such as New York City or LA or London or you know Istanbul, Turkey or Germany or wherever it may be, you may not know, but the energy that you are creating in the, in the small, what we call microcosm, is actually affecting the macrocosm of all that is and then continuing to the microcosm and the macrocosm and the microcosm and the macrocosm until it spreads throughout the entire universe. So every action and every word and every way that you choose to be and live is being created through that experience. And so when we get into understanding the the dynamics of what we are talking about here, we are understanding that the dynamic relationship that we have is with everything, right? It's with everything. It means that you are literally connecting with every system. And so if we look at it from a functional point of view, we recognize that the dynamic system is truly a mathematical system because it literally is connecting every single frequency and every single source of energy to you through what we call uh, threads of energy, right? Frequency. These threads of energy are like these invisible fields that are connecting each and every one of us, including the plants, including the animals, including the trees, including the flowers, including everything to one another. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Avatar. It's such an amazing film because the beings on their planet were so aware of this beautiful dynamic system and they knew that everything that they did within that system affected that system. So therefore, they were mindful, they were soulful, and they were aware and they could see. That means they were understanding the beautiful depth of life that they were a part of, that it wasn't just about them coming through and trampling through the forest or, you know, uh, riding on the back of a, of a creature. It was literally about the connection between all things that we are connected to. So when we see that and we begin to recognize that, we recognize that 
all ideas of this dynamic system is operating on a non-linear experience because the non-linear experience happens and it can only happen because why because the non-linear suggests the quantum which means all things within all things existing and simultaneously experiencing and relating to each other in that oneness so when you throw a cup on the ground uh, when you uh, do something and say something to someone that's that's rude and disrespectful or derogative or degrading or um, or any of these things, and you don't bring correction to the imbalance that you created, that energy moves. It doesn't stay still. It's not stagnant. It moves and it begins to affect everything around it. And then it affects everything around that. And it affects everything around that. And you would be surprised how your life can affect the life of someone right now in Kenya. Or your life can affect the life of someone right now in Australia. And your life can affect the life of someone right now in Paris or in Philippines or in Bali or in Italy, or in Saudi Arabia, or in Israel, or anywhere in the world, in the Galapagos Islands, it doesn't matter how far the continent or the country or the city is from each other. There is a causal effect. And what we don't understand is that a lot of the, uh, the geopatterns that are happening on the earth, a lot of that those geosystems that are taking place, right, are operating from that field. So the, those geopatterns are happening because everything is connected. So when those patterns are taking place within the spectrum, right, it operates in a field of connecting energy to energy and surging energy to energy. That means all energy patterns, be it fractal or unfractal, invisible or seen, or connected or not knowing that it connects because you're operating in the idea of linear thinking, that there is only the connection that you see with the people you're talking to or interacting with, which is not true, is having an effect on something and many other things from where you are and any place uh, that is either distal or close together. It doesn't matter the proximity or how far stretched away it is. It is having an effect because the pattern frequencies are all connected and interlinked. And that is how life communicates to life. And so you may not be consciously aware that this is happening because your conscious mind has been programmed to operate in the structure of the matrix that has been programmed in the linear prospect of you recognizing that you have to, you know, get up, go to work, pay your bills, you know, uh, go to school, you know, whatever, whatever that that definition of your life represents in the prospect of your life, meaning in the likelihood of the occurring future of your life, of whatever that means for each day that goes by as you step into that new day or into that new week, you are 
focused on everything that has to do with you and how it's affecting you and what you are getting from it. And so you don't see the vast array of energy that is interlinking, communicating, and shifting and sharing knowledge and uh, data through many different streams um, through photosynthesis, through uh, color, through words, through sound, through vibration, through elocution patterns, through frequencies, uh, some high, some low, um, through invisible lines that you can't see or register because the intelligent nature of those patterns are moving at such a subtle energy that it's invisible to the eye or even into the ear through sound or audio or audible. Um, abilities are not capable for certain energy frequencies, but it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. And so these patterns are moving and shifting these energy occurrences to each other and communicating to the rest of the world. And so that's why, you know, what, what we are operating from is looking at the narcissism that we've created when we subjectively operate from a field of it's all about me and everything I'm doing, I'm doing for me. Look, the money you have in your bank is not for you. It's a part for you. And it's also a part for other people you haven't met yet. And the energy that you have is not just for you. It's also for other people that you haven't come in contact yet with or that you will come in contact with upon your day. The emotions that you have are not just for you. It's also for you to generate energy surges into the uh, dynamic system that spreads out to the plants, to the animals, and to everyone around you. So if you are a person who's walking the earth, holding an emotional field of unconditional love for all beings, all sentient beings, you are literally creating what we call a vibrational space for energy to illuminate, grow, expand, and unfold. Literally, you are the blessing that unfolds the flower petals um, in the morning. You are the energy that brings forth the smile upon someone's face that is sitting in another country way far from where you are because there are certain patterns and frequencies that they're picking up on that you are sending them that they don't even realize that the reason why they're all of a sudden happy or smiling is because they're picking up on those frequencies because either their awareness through their consciousness is aware of it or their emotional consciousness is aware of it or something physically happens for them that brings something wonderful. So the way we have to look at that is that the more and more we begin to to bring the nurture into life and bring unconditional love into the way we live through our emotions and our mindset, we then begin to create this crescendo of energy that communicates through every molecule, through every structure, through every dynamic structure, invisible or non-invisible, uh, linear or non-linear, that connects with life in a quantum way that allows us to be able to, to experience more beautiful things are manifesting on planet Earth for the benefit of all of us, not just the one. And this is important. And I just really want you to take this in uh, because in shamanism, this is one of the things that we are taught in order to be able to understand our role as a shaman and understand the, the level of ambassadorship that it takes to be an ambassador from the spirit world to the physical world and be an, an elective you know, being 
of love for the planet to be able to create that balance within those energy systems that are happening to bring more love, to bring more joy, to bring more happiness, to bring more knowledge that brings words, information, and code, not just to you, but to you who has taken that information in as you are here right now, learning and experiencing with the tribe of all those who are, who are gathered here listening to um, this share today. And, and being able to share those patterns of frequencies of codes that are coming from the words that I'm speaking to you that get lodged into your consciousness. And then you begin to act in certain ways and begin to speak in certain ways and begin to operate your life and conduct your life in a certain way. And then you become what we call a generated conductor. And as a generated conductor who's conducting unconditional love, joy, happiness, freedom, healing, transformation, nurturing, bliss, pleasure into the world and uh, creativity art, dance, you know, and all levels of forms that allow the, the creative spirit to expand, you are then tapping into the resource of every human being and affecting their lives with that energy. So if you're walking down the street and there's someone coming in who is having a difficult or bad day or not feeling good about themselves, or maybe they're in the edge of their life where they're ready to take their life and they're thinking suicide, and all of a sudden you make a smile at them or you look at them in their eyes and you project into them unconditional love and that life is beautiful and wonderful and that there's so much more to experience on earth, all of a sudden that gets translated into their system and their system begins to take that information and send it to the places that are causing the thoughts of suicide or the thoughts of sadness or the thoughts of degradation or the thoughts of a limitation, lack, or any of these different things. And then it begins to shift the person internally and all of a sudden they start coming out of the very thing that they were going through and that is why it's so important to realize that when people think that the idea of being a spiritual a leader or to be a leader in general is about you just standing on the front line and and waving your your flag of 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 truth and wisdom and knowledge and so forth towards those who are in opposition in, to love opposition to joy opposition to uh, to to people in operating in the collective experience of of shifting our planet into the fifth dimensional realm the energetic frequency of that is held not just in you standing on that front line, but it's also held in just the way you wake up in the morning, the way you feel when you're brushing your teeth, the way you feel when you see someone on the street, the way you feel when you're sitting at a cafe and the conversations that you're having at that cafe with your friends, if it's uplifting, if it's shifting, or is it talking about uh, things that are not good and you leave it like that. But if you're talking about things that are good and you bring resolution through the light principles of unconditional love and showing up with that level of principle of love towards the things that have been difficulty in your life or the life of the friends or family members or whoever it is that you're conversing with at that time, then you are able to ascertain a higher level frequency through that conversation because you're choosing to motivate your mind to the idea that if you're going to speak about problems, then you're here to lovingly solve them, okay? So if you're going to speak about problems, you're here lovingly to solve them. That means that you are bringing into the conversation words, sentences and phrases and quotes that support the uplift, the level up, the shift 
in what's happening in that conversation. Therefore, anyone who is around you and the man who is sitting in Alaska right now gets to benefit from the energy frequencies that are moving faster than the speed of light to that person in in Alaska, to that woman who's in China, to that man who's in Dubai, to that child that's that's sitting in in um, in Kazakhstan, to all types of people around the world that you don't even realize you're actually creating an effect and a relation to. That's why the internet and all of this uh, platforms for social media are so interesting because human beings don't realize that this is already happening on a deeper spiritual level and that they're just duplicating it in the more technological level towards being able to deal with it on a much more visceral and a much more present um, play, you know, space within the reality tone of their life that they're living through social media platforms and through uh, you know, um, anything such as the internet. When people say surfing the web, Right, you're surfing through different frequencies that connect you with someone in some other country and some other city in the world. You're already doing that, and we are already connected on those deeper levels, stronger than any internet or computer could ever provide. The only difference is we haven't elected to open up the place within us that has what we call the heart frequency codes that allow us to be able to telepathically communicate electively, consciously, and, 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 and presently into a conversation with someone that's happening in another country. And I'm sure there's a lot of tribal members who've laid in bed at night and saw faces of people and didn't know who these people were and got like words in their head of conversations they're hearing, like someone's talking in their head, like a conversation of you know a couple or something of this nature, and you didn't know what it was. And it's because your body has generated a high source of sensorium, which is why I get people very much into the tachyon rods that I talk about a lot, um, is because tachyon energy is zero-point energy, which basically balances out the subtle frequencies in your body that allow you to be able to connect into those very powerful strands of, of data input that's coming in from these invisible frequencies that are happening at such a high speed that the energy energy itself is moving faster than the speed of light. And that's what tachyon energy is. That's why I'm such an advocate for sharing about tachyon and talking about tachyon because tachyon energy truly is the wave of our future when it comes to activating energy frequencies and codes and being able to move those energy and frequency codes through our body so that we can open up to this higher level of telepathic intellectual communication that goes beyond using words the way we were when we were in Atlantis. You see, in Atlantean time or in the Lemurian time of Atlantis, what we call the Mu people um, that were the, in the olden times uh, way back when, they didn't use communication through words. They used symbols, codes, and frequencies, and telepathic communication was uh, one of the major ways in which we communicated in Atlantis. And the use of stones and crystals and so forth were amplifiers of energy and frequency that gave us the ability to amplify energies and emotions to other people in such a stronger way. So we were really good at sending frequency codes and energies through space 
right? That we could communicate with someone completely on the other side of an island where we were on the other side just by holding on to an amplifier such as a crystal or holding on to um, creating a high level of tachyon energy through our sources of water and food and sunlight and you know photosynthesis and all of these different things. However, now... We don't have the best healthy food source. And yes, we're, we, are, we are getting to that place of creating much more of an organic uh, understanding on our planet. But a lot of people put a lot of uh, you know, pollutants in their body daily, which lowers the frequency exchange of communication between their cell by cell and energy frequency by frequency. That means that your cells in your body also are communicating to your organs and everything, as well as your immune system and everything else. And your brain is setting patterns back and forth to move that finger, move that toe, kick that leg, right? And so all of that is a communication network. Well, your body doesn't just communicate. Your body also communicates to your environment, communicates everything in your environment to understand what it is and how it can function within that environment. And then your body's also communicating to the nature that's near that environment. So if there's trees or plants near you, or if you have plants in your home, your body's communicating to all those things, right? And so is your cells and your body and so forth. And then it's communicating to the environment for its, for its ability to survive. So it's looking at the oxygen levels. It's looking at the way your home is set up, the colors, the, the furniture, the things you have in there. Are they aggressive to your energy field? Are they delighted? Meaning when I say delighted, meaning delightful to your energy field. Do they do they support your energy dynamics in a way that makes you feel at peace? Or do they have sharp corners, sharp edges? Are there too many wires on the floor as that makes your mind feel a little bit like discombobulated? Or do you, do, you, do you have mess? Do you throw your clothes on the floor? Do you keep things in, in not in order? Because the order is not about just being cleanly, having cleanliness and having structure. The order also allows for energy to communicate in a much more efficient way. That's why a lot of Japanese people, a lot of cultures, you know, um, ob observe this level. You know, people have feng shui. Other people have, you know, understanding of energy and how it affects you. So in Japanese culture, you would have people take off their shoes because they don't want the energy coming into their sac their sacred place where they where they sit with their families and you know and where they eat. Because where you're walking, you're picking up energy frequencies wherever you're walking, right? And so forth. So there's like an acknowledgement where you bow before you enter the room to give respect to the spirits in the room and the energy in the room that has been created to create a certain environment so people can have peace and harmony. Nowadays, we don't pay attention to how colors affect us and how doorways affect us and how windows affect us and how flooring affects us. And the, and, and the pictures on the wall that we have up, are they... Are they pictures that are creating uh, inner peace, inner balance, inner harmony, healing, transformation, nurturing? Or are they pictures that make you feel on edge? Do they make you feel angry? Do they make you feel stressed out? Do they make you feel un un uneasy? These are considered aggressive energies. And any aggressive energy that you have in your environment, and this is why it's so important in your environment to have a lot more organic materials than to have uh, synthetic materials. 
That means lots of woods and stone and things that are very organic in nature, having like the sound of a fountain or things of this nature, because what it does is it, it opens those, those energies. So we get back to what I was saying about the way your everything is affecting you. It's also affecting your health. It's affecting the way in which you operate in your life. And a lot of times people don't realize that. They don't realize the nature of a lot of the reasons why they have blockages in their life could be just the fact that they're in a home that's cluttered or they they you know they don't have organization in their home or there's too many things that are taking up too much of their mind and emotional space. There's images on the wall that are not empowering the subconscious, unconscious mind to be able to create thoughts and images that support codes that allow you to be able to see possibility empowerment and you know and expansion and freedom right so that's happening there but then often you go on the street and you're you are angry and upset and you're not going internally to look at the triggers and look at the reasons why you're angry and upset and then bring that back through the lens of love unconditional love that is and also acceptance and kindness and joy and com- compassion and all the beautiful spiritual uh how do i say spiritual passages of, of information that supports things shifting our transforming or transmutating, right? And so you go down the street, you have that energy, you pass by someone who was having a hard day, and now you've just shifted their hard day to even a harder day because now they're picking up on your energy, which is not comfortable. And so now there's someone in the country somewhere who's getting angry about something um, where they could have chosen love and peace, the man sitting at the beach arguing with his girlfriend or the two boyfriends arguing with each other over uh, petty things and playing power game plays also ignites the energy of power games being played with countries such as war and and things happening between people's thoughts and minds. Uh, any kind of... Uh, you know, uh, chaotic energy is always generated by these very small patterned frequencies that pick up momentum based on how many people keep creating those frequencies. And then collectively, those frequencies become so mass that they begin to grow and grow and grow until it becomes this big chaotic thing that's happening on our planet. Like all of a sudden we have a new war or we have, you know, bombings going on or this thing, or people are now in fighting and having injustice and, you know, there's racism and there's this thing and there's that thing and all these social political issues. And all of these things are started from this really small frequency that build and built and built because so many people kept jumping in and sharing their frequency with that frequency, which is basically giving it more of the power to grow like a monster. Like the best way I can explain it is uh, there was this movie that I saw when I was young called The Blob. And it's a great um, explanation of energy dynamics of what it means to fill energy within energy. So The Blob would start off as this really small thing. And then every time it got fed by some uh, thing that it ate, it got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger until all of a sudden it's going down the street and becoming bigger than Godzilla, right? And so what we have to understand is that energy is exact same way. Energy starts in a small, tiny particle, almost to the point of non-existent particle that you can't actually pick up on, see, sense, or understand through the awareness of, of us. So it's held in what we call consciousness, which is the invisible, meaning that it's not yet materialized and enough to affect the greater whole until it is given more power. So it starts off as a thought, 
a simple thought, uh, or it could be a feeling, or it could just be an energy, right? That is just there. And then what happens is another, it, it, it needs more. So if it's negative, it needs to grow so that it can consume. So it needs more negative energy. So what it does is it infects the people around and that person infects the next person and that person affects the next person by just walking down the street and being grumpy and not really doing the internal love that is necessary for you to be able to shift grumpiness and frumpiness into happiness and joyness. And so then what happens is, is it begins to grow and it's literally like every person sees that energy and goes, Hey, I'm going to give my power to the energy. And all of a sudden it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And before all you know it, we're in war. Before you know it, we've got famine. Before you know it, we've got refugees we got this thing going on. We got that thing going on. We have trafficking. We have all these things happening. And then there's people on the planet who say, well, you know, I wasn't the one who did that. Well, yeah, you are. Because if you are a person who's not taking acknowledgement of the vast power of energy that you're being emits in the universe, and you think you're just this tiny little being who doesn't emit any energy, then you are completely oblivious to the power source that represents you in your adamant um, form that you are in this embodiment. Every single thing is affecting uh, itself and each and everything around it through its existence. Every tree in nature knows where every other tree is and gives energy through the rooting system to other trees that may be having difficulty in its ability to adapt and survive. That's the same with us, right? And so when we get into that space of thinking that, well, you know, how am I making a difference? How can I make a change? I'm nobody. I don't have a huge following on social media. I don't have all these likes and loves that all these other celebrities have. How can I really make an impact? How can I really make a difference in a change in the world that I'm not, that I don't think I can make unless I like start some kind of like, you know, nonprofit or create some kind of social group where we can start talking about things in the world. Look, you can have a social group all you want. If you're talking about things that are negative and not bringing and not bringing understanding to it through the place of bringing loving solutions to the situation in which is causing pollution, then you are so you are making it worse than when it start before when it started. You're adding to that frequency. You're 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 giving your power to that frequency, and it's growing into a giant big blob of monster, right? And that's growing, and so you're not really doing anything to to support it. So that's why I'm saying when when we get fed the news, the news is a, is a product of the matrix. The news is there to rev up the parts of you inside, to buy into the stories and the things that they're telling you from a place of emotion so that your emotion feeds the monster. The news is a monster feeding uh, divisive program that is set up to feed your emotions and your reactions into to support a bigger invisible blob that you can't see that is manifesting that all of a sudden will lead us to having more challenging situations, certain uh, issues where certain leaders will be stepping into office that will not be supporting the greater good of all people. Um, I mean, you know, there's all of these levels that we need to be mindful of and it can only shift and change when we bring it back to the original code, which is unconditional love. But that can only happen when each individual is taking full responsibility. When I say full responsibility, I mean you're not putting it on someone else to figure it out for you. When you have an argument 
with someone and you say something mean or rude um, and that's not coming from love, it is your responsibility to go inside and look at what is your trigger and what caused you to say this thing to this person and then take responsibility by clearing the energy from that person so they don't carry an open wound that stays, gets bigger and bigger and bigger every time they near you. They start becoming more defensive and more combative and more fighting to defend the wound that's already been open, that was open maybe five, six years ago or maybe two months or maybe three days ago. But because you didn't bring clarity, understanding, and healing to it through the knowledge and understanding of what was going on within you that made you you act out of character, then you're not able to fix the situation that is happening in another country because there's war and bombs going off because you're the one who's creating it and adding to it every time you continue to create discord in your own life and not take responsibility for how it's affecting the lives of other people, including your cells, your organs, the cells and organs of other people around you and the people around you who are picking up on your pathways of energy that you are distributing through your system, through your frequency, through your, uh, through your sensorium, and that is affecting them on some level that they don't even realize. Have you ever been to a place, a place that you go and you're surrounded by a bunch of people and all of a sudden you come home, you feel exhausted, tired, and drained, and, peop and people usually will say things like, that person took my energy, when in fact, it wasn't that the person took your energy. It was the fact that you were affected by so many aggressive energies in one place that it just started breaking down your energy field and you didn't already have a strong reserve of meditating, exercising, eating healthy, saying beautiful words such as wording yourself up with beautiful words, get taking, you know, relaxation in nature, laying your body on the grass and the trees barefoot, you know, being able to have great conversations with people that are uplifting and shifting, uh, being able to have childhood time to play with toys and be a kid and remember what it's like to ride a bike or swing on a swing set or play video games or play with your action figures or your Barbie dolls or do or paint a picture or dance or any of these things that keep the soul child alive, which is the part that allows you to have joy in your life. All of these many factors of information or behavior is all categorized in the way in which your life is showing up for you. If your life is showing up for you in a very discontent way, it's because you've been operating in that discontent way without noticing or taking responsibility for it. And it could also be the fact that you keep exposing yourself to energies that are aggressive. It could be the fact that you wake up in the morning and every day there's this picture that hangs in your house that is not making you feel lighthearted, that is not making you feel happy and gleeful and full of joy, that is literally making you think of why earth sucks. And therefore, you take that energy and now you share it with your coworkers, you share it with the people you're in relationships with, you share it to everyone around you, and you don't even realize you're doing this. You're literally glomming, mucking, sliming everyone. There's this, you know, I don't know if you've ever seen Ghostbusters and they had that, that slime guy. And he slimes you. That's basically what you're doing. You're walking around and you're, you're, you're basically a slimer. You're sliming people and then people don't want to hang out with you and be around you for some reason. Or, you know, all of a sudden you feel like you don't have a lot of people in your life because people don't know why they, every time they're around you, they don't feel good. They don't feel inspired. They don't feel happy. They don't feel joyful. They don't feel lit. They feel drained, they feel tired, they feel listless, they feel lethargic, they feel um, you know, uh, sick, and they feel you know, all kinds of things they feel, and it doesn't feel good. And this is why it's so important, my loves, for us to recognize that 
it, that if we continue to operate in this singularity, this idea that everything is about us, we make money to put in the bank for us, we, we go to the gym for our bodies, we, go to, we, we, we do things just for us, it's not true. If you go to the gym and you have a nice body and you've got that beautiful banging body, that energy of your body is sending energy off to other people. So it's not just about you. And if you eat healthy and it makes you feel good, that puts you in a good mood. That means that when you're out and about doing things and running around in life and, and making things happen and moving and shaking and, and having things happen, you are literally affecting other people with that energy. And your children and your spouse and your boyfriend or your girlfriend or whoever it is, you are affecting them. So when you go into places and you feel like discomfort or you feel like people are not really there or people don't understand you or this and that and the other, it's because of the fact that you're sending out frequencies of energy that makes them feel distorted energies around you when they're near you or when they're talking to you on the dinner table or at the cafe or spending a time with them on a basketball court or whatever it may be, whatever you may be doing, you are literally making them feel your energy because you are now sharing that energy with them. It's their responsibility to take it in or not. And that all comes down to you either being empathic, a dysfunctional empath where you take other people's energies and be a martyr and suffer and deplete yourself until there's nothing left for you. And there's only just a tiny bit left for whatever you felt that you were holding on to is now gone because you people pleased everyone, give everything everyone wanted to make them happy so that you can feel loved, right? So you're buying love through certain behaviors. All of that is going to backfire because what it does is it creates an imbalance within the field of um, authenticity because the part of your being that is regretting it and not liking it is basically saying, I never wanted to do it. And therefore, it, it creates that inauthentic uh, relationship, which no one needs to have nowadays with all of the amazing tools and energies that are available to each and every person to not operate in that field. If you are a human being on planet Earth and you still are walking around being grudgeful, angry, upset, annoyed, and agitated, then you are lazy. There are so many resources right now on planet Earth for, for global shift. There are so many resources that are available for us daily that we can tap into to lift and shift us out of those vibrations instantly and effortlessly without us having to do so much. Think about back when, when there weren't those things available. They didn't have counselors out there to support you and shamans and healers and Reiki masters and this person and gym coaches and uh, life coaches and all these different people out there who are there to bring service to you for all of these energies in which we are speaking about in this share today. They didn't have access to that. So they had to deal with their emotional traumas, their panic attacks, their issues they felt inside about themselves, their inability to create a healthy relationship, their inability to create success and finances and build the, the life that they need to support them to bring more joy and harmony in their life so they can go out and support and do more because the joy and harmony is constantly recycling through them and for them for the purpose and the sake of them being able to thrive and to continue staying alive on planet Earth. These things are all set 
up energetically based upon, again, the way in which you choose to operate in your world and the way in which you choose to operate in other people's world. If you choose to operate from a narcissistic point of view, the standpoint of me, 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 I guarantee you that old song of me, 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 me will go out the window faster than you can say me, 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 me. And the reason why? is because people are tired of it. People are tired of it being about the one. People want to be inclusive. People want to get involved. People want to feel a part of the tribe. People want to feel the love and connectedness of life, not this, this singularity passing of people moving from one direction to the next, like robotic energies that are completely put on autopilot and no one is really making real connection. I mean, literally, uh, you know, people like I was in London, for instance, recently, and uh, I met this guy who's uh, you know, studies and uh, does songs in Hindu and Sanskrit and you know, yogi and all this stuff. And you know, I wanted to give him a hug, and he didn't. He, I tried to back up from my hug while in the middle of the hug. Like it was like a, I guess it was even less than like two seconds. And he was trying to get out a hug, and I was like, held him again, and he came in. And I could see how uncomfortable it made him. And I said to myself, how how can you spout these words from Sanskrit? and operate in this field of intelligence and you can't even make a simple gesture of putting your arms around someone and hugging them for more than two seconds. And then this man chimed off inside of this place that I was where I was, where I was seeing people in London and he said, well, not everybody's a hugger. And I said, and I just was like, okay. So now not only is he not aware that everything that he is doing right now in his life is about to get him to the place where he can feel vulnerable enough to wrap his arms around a stranger and give love to them unconditionally without them needing to do something, be something, or create something for him that benefits his life so that he can say, that's a good friend of mine or that person I care about or they really mean something or that's an amazing person because that person gave me something, did something for me, bought something for me, told me something about myself that was amazing and so forth. And so therefore, I'm all for them. It's not coming from authenticity. It's coming from those places of filling up quotas. Eventually, the moment that person decides that they're not getting what they need or what they want, that is when you see the other side of their personality. Why put yourself through all of that when all you have to do is demonstrate love, right? It's like, just just choose to demonstrate love, even if you don't understand it, even if you don't get it, even if you've never been exposed to it. Just practice the art of demonstrating love, demonstrating joy, demonstrating these things through your behaviors, through your words, through your actions. And I guarantee you, you are helping that man in India. You are saving that child in China. You are helping a woman who's on the verge of committing suicide to not do it. You are helping the planet. You are helping the trees. You're helping the animals. You are helping everything because you are operating in a different field of awareness. You are operating in an understanding that makes you a part of the global universal family. You are not just operating on a, on a planet. This planet is affecting beings in other parts of the galaxy, in other planets. That is why so many beings have come 
from those planets in the fifth dimension and saying, hey, let us support you so you stop throwing all your negative frequencies out through the universe to other planets where other planets are now having difficulty with the way their species are operating because of things that you're doing on planet Earth as a collective. As a collective, not individual, not the one, because like as, as Amy Mann says, one is the loneliest number. One. No, it's about two and three and four and five and six and seven and eight and nine and 10, 11, 12, 13, and all of those wonderful combinations. Those wonderful gatherings of people, the collective, the collective, everyone. It's about the community. It's about the collective. It's not about the one. The one is what we all are as the total collective, not the one operating in the field of consciousness that you're living your life for you to have money in the bank, for you to be successful, for you to feel all these things, for you to have the hot girl, the hot guy, for you to be able to have the house, for you to have this, for you to have that. It's not about that. If you have a house and your house makes you happy and it brings you joy, and you have many rooms in your house and you're just one person in like a house that has 16 bedrooms. Like, what are you doing? Share. Your house isn't just for you. Your house is for to bring conversations, to bring people together, to have nice dinners, the people that you choose to allow in your home. You're building lives with your house. You're bringing abundance, prosperity with your house. You are doing so many things with your house. Huh. And people have the nerve to say, that they have to do something really big in order to see their value of what they're contributing to life. People tell me, oh, I don't know if I want to get involved in that charity that you're in, Shaman Durek, because I just, I just don't know where to start. I just don't know what to do. I just, you know, I'm not really used to doing charities. I'm not used to raising money for, for this and that. I'm just, you know, I just don't even know how I can contribute. I said, well, the first place you can contribute is by simply just finding something that makes you happy and joyful and start shining that into the collective. That's going to make things easier for me. <laughs> it's going to make things easier for me when you are operating in the field of awareness of unconditional love and that that is the only resounding energy that is necessary for us to be focusing on and everything else is just an illusion and pollution that needs loving solution to bringing forth an understanding of mass change on a global and universal level. <laughs> That gives us the ability to operate in a field of intelligence that is far more greater than that which we have seen on our own planet. Because that intelligence is saying, preserve your species, save your species, give to your species, supply to your species. No one in your species should suffer and go through pain unless there is someone doing it in some other continent and sharing that energy through all the frequency patterns that are happening on earth. This is how we get into understanding the power that lies within all things, right? So when we get into that, complete uh, definition of quantum, we recognizing the quantity of energy proportional in magnitude to the frequency of radiation it represents, which means what? Everything is radiating, so it's all connected quantumly. 
everything is radiating. Your television radiates. Your ta- your your tables are radiating. Your shoes are radiating because it all comes from consciousness and it all comes from frequency and atoms and energy codes that are locked in grid structures such as atoms. And those energies are propelling and spinning and therefore creating more experiences based on the experience of the experience, based on that experience of the 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 experience. And this allows things to be in its totality. This allows things to be in its most highest, grandest state when we are operating in that awareness of awareness of awareness of awareness and awareness. (laughs) from a place of unconditional love. And therefore, now we are supporting the healing of that person who lost their family member and is going through mourning. They're giving them that extra boost to say, keep going, we love you. Or that person who's in the hospital who's suffering and can't fight the illness they're going through. And all of a sudden, someone in LA is having so much fun and all that energy is translating to that person for their own fun for healing and transformation. We are literally quantum bridges intermingling, interlinking all data informational streams to one another simultaneously. That is the power of the energy force that we all represent and that we all are a part of. And therefore, nothing or anything can hold it, limit it, or deconstruct it as long as we keep our consciousness upon it and knowing and believing in the truth of that light frequency that is and always will be present when we are willing to look at that light frequency, how it exists within all things. This is the consciousness, the cosmic consciousness, the God consciousness, the Mahatma. This is the Buddhic consciousness. This is the Christ consciousness. This is the divine consciousness. This is source consciousness. This is literally operating in the field of consciousness that, that, that over six, um, supersedes any lower dimensional frequencies and lifts it into higher vibrational love frequencies for the sake of love, because of love, and made by love, and therefore operating in the love field intelligence. And this allows life and planet and other galaxies and other plants on our kingdom and other animals and everything to begin to merge and frequency connect into those energies without there being any complication or any part of complication on any level. This is how we do things. This is how we rock. This is how we get into stepping into life in a way that says, hey, you know what? I may not be marching and I may not be doing something where I'm on a ship with, sea sh- with the sea shepherd and saving the, the, the dolphins and the whales, but I am doing something. Every single day I wake up, I'm doing something and I'm doing something so great and so powerful and so wonderful that I am changing the world just by being me, just by choosing love, just by waking up up and laughing, by dancing and getting up and shaking my tail feather, by me looking at someone and sending them love, hugging someone instead of shaking their hand, you know, just blessing up this world every step and every way I speak and every way I move. I'm blessing this world. I'm leveling up this planet with my existence by being because everywhere I go, wherever I'm in flow, I am truly allowing life and consciousness to know how powerful, how amazing it is. And this is how we operate in the field of intelligence that allows our species and our planet to evolve and adapt in such a way, in such a short amount of time, 
where we take a quantum leap into evolution in a big way, in a giant way, and we call in the giant age into our life. And this creates loving resolution for all the pollution. This is how we do it, tribe. This is how we do it. This is how we do it. (laughs) Had to throw that one in. So I love you so much. And I know, I know, I know, and I see you. I see you. And I know that you are capable and, and that you have all the possibility to truly take all the knowledge and information that you have gathered today in today's tribal circle and share and utilize that information for internal, external, social, and global and universal change on planet Earth. You can follow me on Instagram at Shaman Durek and you can also get involved in what I'm doing and where I'm going and how I'm loving and how I'm flowing at shamandurek.com. I sign up on my newsletter so you can get all that information or so you know so you can stay in the loop of what is possible and what cool things are coming out and what we're doing to shift and lift this planet to the giant age. Uh, you can also get involved in you know, workshops and things that I'm involved in um, by also signing up on that newsletter. So that's a really important thing. Leave a review on iTunes if you so feel. And also remember that you are the light and love of the universe. Never forget that, Mark. Never forget that kiss. Never forget that hug. And always remember that. I love you. And until next time, see you later, alligator. Alligator.